Winnipeg, wouldn't you like to come down and see a live taping of Anything Goes? It's a little show that we have here on Sirius XM Radio. That's right. April 10th in Winnipeg, part of the Winnipeg Comedy Festival from April 8th to 14th. You want tickets? Simple. Go to winnipegcomedyfestival.com and check out the Anything Goes live taping April 10th. So many great shows. Our show's going to be at the Gas Station Theater. Everybody loves gas stations They're and amazing. theaters and things getting taped. If you've got to use the washroom, you'll have a key attached to a cinder block. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. April 10th, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival.com for tickets. Check everybody out. Previously on Anything Goes. So, Christina, there was a girl that listened to two episodes of the show, and oh, she right. just said, is that true what the people on the show said about oh, the girls no. that you like? I oh, swear no, to God. Really? And I just was like, no, that's just, they just oh. take shots at me. Because she jo- thought it was like a shot at her own weight because I was interested in her. Oh. Or was she tender? Own, yeah. Pardon? Oh, was she tender about it? Was she upset? <laughs> she was not thrilled. Did she throw herself at some food when she was upset? No, just in front of a subway train, which is the way you <laughs> like it, Darren. <laughs> She's Something dead about, now honestly? because of the things that you said. Honestly, you guys. Somebody... You told her what I find attractive in women, and she killed herself. And Honestly, I hope you're happy. Somebody... Don't be. Don't find that attractive, Dave. <laughs> oh, so it's so it's my fault. What Stop. makes my dick hard, huh? Well, I guess it is. I have no. What, I was is it born my this fault? Way. Is there a little fucking system that I'm cranking a crank at the bottom of your no. cock to make it go hard? No. No, so... but you're poisoning the minds of the women that no. I might find attractive hey. and trying to oh, no. get with. We're and cock then... blocking, Dave. Yeah. Martin. It is a serious saying. cock block. Serious. Oh, no. Wow. Serious XM cock block. Yeah, it's an XM cock. Channel one fifty three. Is it? Wow. Channel's cock blocking days. It is. Well, you two are at the end of that cock. Shoving it in slowly. Yeah. You two are the balls that are driving the cock that's not letting me get any pussy. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Guess which host bought a Shania Twain album just so they could do blow off her tits. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Can you dig it? All right. Here we go again. This is Anything Goes for the week of, oh, fucking March, March 11th. No, it's March 11th. No, it's March 11th today. So, so this is the 13th. March 13th. Yes. Fuck. Can you hear me? All yes, right. You yeah, can hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Yeah, I'm All right. Good. I don't know. I was just sounding very weird. I sounded better before we actually went on the air or not. There we but go. this is uh yeah, this is anything goes for the week of uh March thirteenth, two thousand thirteen. My name's Dave Martin. Uh, beside me is uh Darren Frost in studio. I am once here. again uh, we are uh, Christina Walkenshawless. Uh yes. this is uh and we're still not exactly sure why she left, but no. this is this will be the last time that we uh speak of her, but you can still catch her uh, every once on our Previous episodes, yep. and, uh, and you follow her on Twitter at Walk and Sauce. I still love her Twitter, and uh, she's still great on Twitter. Yeah, and we uh, we wish her the best in all her future yes. endeavors. And uh, I've never actually got one of those "You're fired" letters that start that uh, usually. I've never has been that... fired. You you've been fired though. 
a couple of times, but it's always been verbal. I've never had a written, uh, right. you're, you're fired. But when notice. you're fired, did you ever get written up? Like, you know, the whole thing you got to be like in three month review, you get written up yeah. so many write ups, then you're fired. So you knew it was coming or was it just a matter of, Oh fuck now I'm fired. No, no, I think, uh, well, one, I had a, I had a job when I, I was in high school that, uh, I, I went into work. Actually, this has happened to me twice. I <laughs> went into work. I looked, at the, I looked into the, at the schedule and they just started, stopped giving me shifts. Right. And then I tried and both in both instances, my boss was like a real fucking pussy and he wouldn't actually have the balls to tell me I was fired. Right. And he just said, Oh, well, we'll call you when you, when we Get need more you. Shifts, right, and, yeah. and then that never and happened. happened with both places, both places. I never was going to stay at anyways, but then I was like, you should at least tell someone they're fired. Yeah, and yeah. so that. Uh, but did you know in these in these examples that you're probably going to get fired? Did you fuck up big time, or was it just no, maybe a bad just, attitude, uh, small things, little well, things? Well, probably slightly uh, bad attitude. But I just think uh, I think you know what they were all after times where I've left for uh, two weeks to go on a vacation or or go right. away somewhere, and then they found when I was gone everything things went ran. better. I, I don't know if they they might have gone they might have gone better, but things went better. I think Dave. for the most part uh, things, everything things just, went better. Everything went the same or better. Yeah. Not, things did not that did definitely did not get worse. Right. Um, it's like sometimes when I'm not here, the show goes better. Uh, sometimes it does. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I get I end up talking a lot more. Yeah. Did you see why? Uh, and Justin Bieber had a gas mask going from yeah. one. Uh, are sure. you upset about uh, our uh, oh, Canadian poor Justin, super? Poor Justin Bieber. He can't handle the fame at age 19 and the five shows in a row in London and having the breakdown. My favorite part is the whole thing with the paparazzi where he came out and he was going to fight the paparazzi, but well, was, the guys held him back. It's like, come on. They said something and he popped yeah, and, his head out again. He said it again. What'd you say to me? Yeah, yeah. come on. Well. Obviously, he's not going to get into any Look, fight. Look, Justin Bieber has talent, but it's like... Does he, on. though? Yeah, I think so. I, I know. I, I think we passed... Well, okay, you can think I do that. Think he, I think he has talent. Is it talent that I appreciate or that I like? No. Is it talent, you know, a 16-year-old girl likes? Yes. Will, she, will he grow into something else? Look, Justin Timberlake was in the same situation, and I think Justin Timberlake is Did you is think he was the, talented uh, at Justin no. Bieber's age? No, I didn't. I didn't care for that kind of music. I thought he was, it was all right, you know, it uh, serves its purpose, but he kind of grew into something that was pretty amazing, right? I don't think I've ever heard anyone compliment him without also saying, yeah, but for his age, for his age, look what he's doing for well, his age. Yeah, but I mean, you have no other barometer for Justin Bieber but than to say his age. Well, no, but I mean, someone can be good for just the age that they are. Yeah, I mean, I but, take shots at Justin in my act, but I'm uh, overall, if you ask me if I thought he had talent, he does have talent. Right. He's a bit of an easy target, and he makes it that way by doing things like that, like, you know, you know, offering to fight the paparazzi. It's like, come on, buddy, you know, give it a break. You're just one person. You know. Compared to fighting all of them, well, it's not I just do, that. I, I do think that it's it must be tough. A lot, a lot to, of people are tough when you've got five handlers holding you back. Sure, sure, yeah. that's always the best. I, get, I, I want three guys in front of me to hold me back from <laughs> before I jump at someone else. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, he's trying to recapture the magic that he had when he was fourteen. That must be right, very tough for tough. A, yeah. a nineteen-year-old. What did I have back then? Sure, that uh, I don't have now. I mean, I'm chasing my magic from when I was thirty-one, and I can't do it. So, <laughs> did you have magic when you were 31? When I was thirty-one? I think I had magic. You were, do you think you? were more driven when you were 31? Um, I think I wasn't more driven, but I think I was probably, uh, uh, from a crowd perspective, funnier than I probably am now. Why? Why? Uh, because it was more jokey then, and because I'm not playing to always my crowd, it's right. you know it's a bit of a, a bit of a challenge. But I think when I was 31, 32, I was kind of at the peak of uh, you know uh, art versus commerce. I guess you'd like to say. Oh, um, just were you more willing to compromise, or were you yeah, more sure. of an well, yeah, Of course you are. Yeah, yeah, oh. I think so. 
Really? Because a lot of people might say that uh, the older you get, the more you compromise and the less that you... Uh, I, I think it's the exact The more opposite. you conform. I think it's the exact really? opposite. Yeah. Because well, the older you get, you, they, the more responsibilities you have. The more, more you... responsibilities you have, but then you also have enough time under your belt to know that certain decisions aren't going to affect your life overall, and so you should try to make the right ones. When you're 21 or 25, every decision is so major, oh my God. When you're 42, it's not, uh, fuck it. You know, if I don't get that gig, who fucking cares? I don't understand why... Why you would leave, or, I mean, the paparazzi obviously know that it's him going from his hotel to his sure. car. Why wear a gas mask? They already know what his face looks like. And now it's just he's making a bigger spectacle and piece of shit sure. out of himself for being like, I got to wear a gas mask because I'm this popular. And Maybe the will be. air is not that good over in London. I don't know. <laughs> It's not, actually. Yeah, I know that. It's not wonderful. There's a lot of pollution in, in London, so... <laughs> not when you're running from your hotel to your fucking SUV. Well, I don't believe, know. in my own Plus, opinion. Plus, he was playing the whole thing. He has a voice issues. That's why he was canceling shows. Yeah, he's, he's, Fatigue. His voice issues is that he... That's the what he sings with. And yeah. That's... Yeah, well, enjoy. Hey, you know, the sixteen-year-old girls like it. It's not for me. Well, yeah, I know, I know, I know it's not for you. But I mean, I think time will tell if uh, if he can sort of you know catch up to uh, right. Justin Timberlake as far as the only thing I've always had a problem with the whole Justin Bieber phenomenon is when other people have associated words or he tries to associate like someone called him an underdog, and I, that was something to me that was just ridiculous. Well, you know, you got to have time under your belt to be an underdog. You have to have suffered well, yeah, there's for no a struggle. period of time. There's got to be a struggle. You know, I, that was one of my bits I used to do. I can't even remember the bit anymore, but that, that kind of drove me crazy. Um, uh, the number one uh, past movie this uh, past weekend was uh, Return to Oz. Yes. Are you going to take your uh, children to go and no, see this? No. Why not? Because I, first of all, I'm going to go see it myself. Yeah. And I've heard it's a bit scary and it's probably not appropriate for young children, which we're going to get into with you because you took uh, went to a movie and kids were there. But I think that I, I want to see every movie before I take it to my kids, unless it's obviously for young children. A Disney film or something that the Christians say it's okay to watch, then I'll go see it. <laughs> I, was, I, I was surprised. Have you seen Life of Pi? No, I haven't. I went but to you go, went, I right? went to go see it, and uh, I, th I thought it was a good movie. I didn't think mm -hmm. it was going to be as uh, as churchy and religious-y and, uh, right. and spiritual-filled as it was. But most of all, uh, I... There were just there were the place was fucking packed with kids, right? And then I had like some uh, some guy explaining to his uh, daughter who had her face covered for most of the movie, right. The entire movie, and uh, and then there were like kids in front of me, and, and then there were fucking morons behind me that had never been to a three D movie before who were like, "Oh my <laughs> god, this is cool! This is cool! The whole movie gonna be like this? Yes, it's all three D. It's gonna be all like this." Wow, I could touch the tiger. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, oh, just it, you roll your eyes back and you just have no hope for people, but um. It's I don't know why I don't go to that many movies, to be honest. It's like I've been so let down by audience uh, tact, and uh, it's just terrible. Yeah. It goes, sort of goes with my whole thing about how they should pass knives out to everyone. <laughs> I mean, that I just think everyone would uh, turn their cell phones off if, they, even, uh, even if everyone would, had a knife in the audience. I thought, you know, back in the day before I had kids, we'd go see matinees, like in our movie at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You think, okay, it's going to be quiet, it's perfect. There'd be fucking douchebags there talking, yelling, saying shit at the screen. It's like, really? Come on, man. I don't have uh, I saw people saying shit to the screen too much. I've but just seen that. More people talking amongst themselves. But there were just so many. I got, just got the feeling that parents... 
saw that poster and we're just like, oh look, there, there's a. Po- I don't know why I'm saying like from the East Coast. What is that all about? All the, uh, the Newfoundlanders they always St. take their John's. kids to shit. Do they? They uh, sure they yeah. got something to do there. Yeah. The uh, but they're all look. Oh, oh, there's a boat and there's a, a a boy in it and then there's a tiger. Let's go see this. Right. And it's like the time I went to go and see Magnolia and there were like parents there that took mm-hmm. their kids just mm-hmm. because Tom Cruise was in it. Right. And the first thing out of Tom Cruise's mouth uh, was um, uh, worship the cock and right. punish the cunt. Yeah. Because he plays that uh, motivational every, speaker. Uh, I think every child, that's the first words they should hear from Tom Cruise. I th- <laughs> that's what I you think. You think so? That's a good entry into the Tom Cruise world. And or, then if they want to you know, keep going down that path, then they choose so. I think that's probably the first words we should hear out of the new pope. Is worship the cock and, <laughs> and punish the cunt. And don't cover well, the those cock. cunts have been punished. Don't cover long the enough. cock, and well, don't take a pill to affect the cunt. Is what he's going to say. Oh, what in what sense? Oh, don't let the birth control. Oh, birth control. Okay. Dave, one of the basic foundations of of Catholicism. Oh, really? Uh, no birth. That's and. Anyways, I, I don't know. You make fun I, of the Pope. We, we, you got to know the, the Pope. Oh no, no, no! I, I know. I'm I'm all for uh, Pope making fun of, but um, <laughs> I, uh, there's there is actually a story about how that uh, don't don't spill your seed is actually more is is taken out of context too. Right. That's where their whole uh, no birth control. Post. Uh, today's uh, guest. We're going to go to a break in about a minute or two minutes. But before oh. we do, or today's guest is Glenn Sumi from Now Magazine. He's been on the show before. We're going to talk to him about what's been going on in comedy the last six months. Uh, and also, but before we do, I just want to bring up the fact that you, I watched OB. on, on demand okay. uh, on television last night. You were on the show, the talk show called The Being Frank Show. Right, this is actually an episode that was recorded last qu- year. It was last yeah, March. Last, it was last yeah. March, yeah. And I finally found myself watching it. And uh, it was quite the it was quite the show. Well, what okay? Well, what the the show was, or my personal appearance? Your personal appearance was was okay at the beginning. It was a little rocky. It was a little weird the way you were sitting in the chair, like you thought he was going to go at you any moment. Well, I was perched on the chair because I was yeah. I didn't want to come across as a huge gutted as I am. Right, right, right. And... So that was kind of awkward. And then uh, it was funny. And then he he brought up me, and you said I was controversial, and he kind of didn't like that. It was kind of weird. And but what was great is because you called him on. He he had already swore like three times. It's yeah. like, oh, how come you have to swear in comedy? And you're like, hey, you've already sworn three times on this show. Well, he was threatening the band, too, I which know. was sort of like... He might be saying that. He's a very... Frank D'Angelo, uh, if you don't know, he's the uh, the apple juice uh, cheetah power surge king of uh, he's Canada. A bev- he's a CEO of a company that makes a lot of beverages in Canada, and he was also uh, started a brewery of his own called Steelback Brewery. He was behind that, and uh, now that's closed. But for, yeah, for any of our American Some alleged, friends... alleged uh, jury tampering He's a very, very kind of weird figure, a CEO, but he also likes to sing and thinks himself as a bit of a... a uh, character, right? right? Yeah. And he has his own show, which he pays for, and he films in the basement of his, of own, his restaurant. own restaurant. Yeah, and it's called the Being Frank Show, and it's and in, it's in the fucking uh, fucking Goomba cattle, uh, capital of uh, it's at the Forget About It uh, yeah. Supper Club, which yeah. is yeah. Oh, it's just it's such a greasy stereotype, he is, and you don't actually meet it or talk to him before the show, and you're really yeah. just kind of thrown out there. So it's sort of like you, you know you don't, you don't even actually get to see the set much. You're just sort of like, uh, and so when I walked out there, that was the first time that I actually saw where I was going to oh, be really? sitting. Yeah, oh, well, there's like cool. no coaching of what do you want to talk about. Like you didn't watch a previous episode or anything. I think I tried to, but I, it was right. just it was just too tough. And actually, when I first saw it, I was in uh, Barry. It snowed in a, in a fucking Best Western uh, or something, and uh, 
uh, I thought the show was a sketch. I thought that there was right. like a sketch comedy right, show, right, right. and this was a long parody of a talk show, mm-hmm. and it just goes on and on. I just thought, oh, well, that's just a very unfunny sketch, and then, no, I realized, oh, this is an actual show. Yeah. And uh, But th- someone was telling me that the uh, a guy was singing on the show, and then uh, they wrapped up the end, and then Frank comes out to inter- you know, congratulate the guy, and uh, you know he says the guy's name, and then he's like, hey, you know what? I kind of feel like singing a song, too. And then he just... <laughs> Launches into his own song, like yeah. stole the thunder of uh, you know whoever. The, the whole show screams, "This is this is all about Frank." Right. The commercials are all products that he makes. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a walking it, endorsement for Frank. It's a big infomercial for yes. him. Yeah. It's it's like my wife said. Uh, up next, uh, you know, one of his next uh, gigs is going to be on Frank Street in Frank's place, starring Frank. Yeah. He just can't say Frank enough. He's got a book called Being Frank. Right. He He's sells got, a book on the show. Yeah. It's just, it's just weird. And it's just yeah no the whole show it screams is a fucking, infomercial. It's a puff piece for and him. And Ian Sirota was fucking hilarious on it. Uh, taking shots at the show, and at the very end, he says, uh, that was Ian Sirota, and Ian yelled out, I'm not getting paid for this! It oh, was, did he say oh, that? Yeah, it was oh. hilarious. It that, was fucking hilarious. Uh, and did, what were you contemplating? That's the thing about the internet I and, and TV. I Internet and TV on demand. Now. You can't hide away from shit that you used to do. do. It's it embarrassing. They, I got an email. They're looking for I might do it. I think I should do it. Well, what, are you going to do it just to promote the... I only went on it to promote the show. Well, I promote the show, yeah, and, sure. Or would you do stand-up on it? Um, no, probably not. But no? maybe, who knows? We'll Ow. see what happens next well, couple. I'm taping my DVD. We'll see. Good. Well, actually, I mean, if you really made like a total disaster of it, it would be a, f- a funny, funny thing. thing. To have yeah, on. I think so. And don't ask for permission to use it. Just use it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah don't, Fuck don't, that. Don't. Uh, All right, ask we got to go to a break. When we come back from the break, this is anything goes for the week of March 13th. Glenn Sumi is going to be in the hot seat for round two of our 15 round fight. Last time he was here, it was a great conversation. Wasn't much of a fight. I was know. It? I'm just okay. joking. I'm playing, right, the you're, whole, you're, playing it up the whole. Oh, it's going to be an argument. Stirring up some controversy. Get yeah. the word out, Dave, before you say it. There get, you go. Get, I'll do my All best. Right. Uh, so up next, uh, Glenn Sumi is going to be joining us in the studio. Now, with two scoops of fuck you, this is Anything Goes. Hey, this is Ward Anderson from The Ward and Al Show, and you are listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. For the same reason you slow down at bloody car accidents, you'll keep listening. This is Anything Goes. All right, we are back from the break, everybody. Uh, this is Anything Goes for the week of March 13th, 2013. Uh, my name's Dave Martin. I'm in the studio, as always, with Darren Frost from the bowels of uh, XM, uh, XM Radio yep. in uh, downtown Toronto. And uh, this is the second time we've had our guest in, uh, Glenn Sumi, mm-hmm. who is the uh, comedy, dance, entertainment critic for uh, Toronto's uh, grassroots well, weekly I love how parody. comedy and dance. No movies or no no theater. Well, do you do movies in theater? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, didn't, theater. I, I didn't know you did movies. All right. I was yeah, going to do, do a broad oh, okay. spectrum I, of... Uh, yeah. um, 
And uh, which, and you have a gig on city, uh, CTV too, where you? Uh, I'm not doing it anymore. No, oh, I did it for three three years. Did I you get fired? Did you get? Were you? Did I get? Did you get fired? Did you get released? They said they were going in a new direction. Oh. And we know what that means. That's so. fancy talk for fired. I know, but I heard you know you can't uh, put all your eggs in the the broadcasting basket. So right. right. That's why I like print journalism. Oh, and really? also, three years is a long run for oh my God, for yeah. one thing like that. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? I mean, I and I had to learn. I had to bone up on things like. Justin Bieber and uh, Lindsay Lohan and don't Katie Perry. Don't say bone so. up when you're talking. That's well, I guess, he's, I guess he's, a, he's a legal young man. You could, yeah. you could bone up with him anytime yeah. you want. That's where maybe. his problems all started from, yeah. boning yeah. up. Yes. Um, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to do that. And then it, it really, it, it, it killed my Saturday nights, too. I had to tape it live. Like at eight o'clock, eight fifteen. Oh so I God, could. Oh, I always missed a show. So sometimes I would come after a taping to a to you know the right. ten thirty oh, show. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, so your, your personal nine so eleven. Oh, that's I... terrible. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> whoa. What, um, Yellow people's problems. <laughs> I'm 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 not gonna go there. I'm gonna get myself more in trouble Ooh. if I uh, respond to that. Uh, what? Uh... Well, one thing I wanted to start right away because I've been watching a lot of past shows. Like I don't watch a lot of shows that are on right now because a lot of them are either in like in between seasons or obviously right now uh, Walking Dead is still going on. But everything else is waiting to come back. Newsroom season two, all these other big shows. And I've been finding myself watching, I am just started Prison Break. I didn't watch any wow. of Prison Break, so I've got four seasons to watch. One of the great things now about either Netflix or the way things are, you can sit and watch a whole show now by your own time. You don't have to be, the, the restrictions of every single week. And you just started watching, I think, the best show on television, The Wire. And that shocks me that you haven't seen The Wire up till now. Is it just a timing thing? or It was totally just... a timing thing. And every conversation with intelligent people who watch television, they mentioned The Wire. They right. mentioned it was like, you know, like a big Dickensian novel uh, yes. that you really had to, you would be immersed in it. And I tried a couple of years ago online and um, I couldn't, you know, I just didn't get into it. And then yeah. people told me, no, you have to give it three Three episodes, episodes yes, yes. Or, you know, and if you're not hooked by episode, I don't know, 10 or something, then that's it. Just give up. Right. So I finally found myself with some free time around the holidays, uh, rented season one. Right. Uh, used the subtitle function quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, you, you have know? to. It was tough. Yeah, yeah just you have to. Get, to. Yes. And not what, just, but what, not just, who, who's talking that you don't understand? Some of the street language, like yeah. the kids are using, it's not... Uh, the, the problem with the wire is back then, yeah. I don't know if the sound is as great as mm. it is now, technology-wise, when you're doing outside and outdoor stuff. Right. So a lot of it is clipped, and a lot of it is a lot of language I've never heard before. So oh, you yeah. do and have the, to... And even the lawyers had... The Negro speak? That was no, well, what? No. no, well, no, but what is it? Is no, it in terms of jargon, street there's jargon, a lot of jargon okay. a lot of on the street. short form. Yeah, okay. And I really, you know, I would play it back a couple of times and not just the drug dealers. I mean, right. it yeah. was the stevedores in season two. Yeah, anyhow, I started watching it and I made up, uh, I, was, I was sort of live tweeting as I was watching and I created this hashtag, the wire better late than never, and it right. sort of caught on. And yeah, people, yeah. You know, around that same time, they were watching it too, and I thought, oh, wow, this is really fun. And then people would say, you know, I wish I could tell you what's going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they couldn't. They didn't want to spoil it for me. And uh, it was fantastic. I mean, each season. Now, do you beautiful. think you've watched the whole thing now? Yeah. There's always talk about this fantasy six season. They may do it. They may yeah, do it. I haven't heard that. They, wow. There's been rumors and a stuff. Christmas special. Yeah, a, a very special <laughs> wire. Yeah, a Thanksgiving um, uh, reunion. And I don't think Hot they should wire. do it. I don't think they should go back. It'll be interesting to see no. if they can pull off a 
Arrested Development, like they're right, going to yeah, on Netflix. On Netflix yeah. But I don't think I think they should just leave it alone. No, and you know what I liked about season five too was that it was you know it was about journalism. That was the institution, yes. right? Yes. And there was that great detail story, you know, spoiler alert or whatever, where the where the journalist was writing the story of uh, who was that guy whose arc uh, bubbles. Bubbles, oh, yes, right? yes, and yes. Remember, he wrote yeah. that piece yeah. and he encompassed his life, and it was a very sort of moving thing. Yep. And I thought, you know what, this is sort of a metaphor for what The Wire has tried to do itself. And right. I thought, you know, this is really perfect because those guys came from journalism yes. uh, as well. And, yeah, the creators, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Simon and, uh, no, I mean, fantastic series. I mean, I, I, I should probably rewatch it, but right. not there yet. But, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I, I was I was bought, I think, on the chess scene. Do you remember the chess scene? Yes, yeah. Third or fourth episode. Yes, yeah. And then the fuck scene, the sort of CSI fuck scene with yep. uh, uh, in the kitchen. Then I thought, okay, I'm all in. Well, gonna, it took me I'm a couple Does every episode have a fuck scene? Because well, they say, try to they sell say it to me, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What, yeah uh, they're just fucking. But that know. sounds like a, a, a that's like a, a Breaking Bad sort of Walking Dead and Boardwalk Empire. You just get exactly. you do get hooked on those shows. Um, yeah. But then also, I don't know. I, uh, I I tried to watch episode one, and I, I, I yeah, same I thing, felt, right? I know. I, I, I did. I kind of. I'm sorry to say, I fell asleep. Well, it, but, no, uh, I mean, it's made for watching in long stretches of time. I, yes. I don't think I could stand to watch it, you know, and wait wait a week. Yeah, yeah, no, because no. you have to build on it. And so I'd watch three or four uh, yep. in a row, and then and then when you get near the end, it's like okay. You know, yeah, Game but, of but, Thrones. I watched Game of Thrones oh, the first episode, yeah. right? Yeah. Halfway through, Same I'm like, eh, yep, eh. exactly. And someone said because I missed a couple weeks, they're like, oh, wait. Yeah. If you get to the second episode, yep. it really pays off, well, it, and it does, because we forget that the first episode, or at least two or three, is there just a lot of setup, yeah, and we want we want to punch right away because oh, that's okay. a mission, and it doesn't happen in the first episode. You've got to wait. You know, like the newsroom is the same thing, a lot of setup, yeah. and then you know it had some highs and lows, but it was definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still need to catch the newsroom. Did you? Do you ever watch Sons of Anarchy? Uh, no, no. You and Darren hate Sons of Anarchy. It's not that I hate it. I think it just became a very much like a male soap opera. Well, just, yeah. what, and what does that mean? Just it's it's every week something crazy happens and there's drama and one girl's running from the law and it's very well. How is soap that different opera. from something happening crazy every week on The Wire? Because it didn't happen oh, like no. that on The oh, Wire. Okay. Right. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. no, but I'm just saying. Like, and the same thing with the newsroom. Some, right. some things, the arc was a little longer, and it's not so. It just really screams soap opera to me. Are you guys okay. Downton Abbey fans? I have I not seen I, any of it. I don't get it. I just, uh, uh, I, I don't think I've even tried to watch no. it. It doesn't oh, appeal to me. What is some going to blow Sorry. up every episode? Huh? No. 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 One gets, no. 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 Show. Yeah. That's why I don't watch a lot of TV because I'm going out to a lot of live yeah. shows. I'd be no, scared if I had cable because I just would get no sleep. Um, so. What uh, when you had that job for uh, CTV mm-hmm. and they uh, they let you go? Did they let you go by email or uh, did they, do it, <laughs> they do it in person? No comment. No, okay, because okay, no I had a job yeah. working as a ride operator yeah. on the Toronto Island, and <laughs> nobody felt safe when I was alone at their ride operating it when they people had to go on break. Wow. So they fired me, but I had to go all the way over, get in a uniform. Oh, I had to take the ferry over the island for them to right. let me go. And then I was like, why didn't you just call me at home? But some people well, want that connection. of. Anyway, I mean, the good thing about that was uh, like a week and a half later, CBC emailed me or called me or something and said, are you still with CTV? And I said, no, actually, I don't think I am. And they said, good, because we want to offer you something and you couldn't do it right, yeah. while you were still oh, there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it actually worked out. I mean, it wasn't yeah. as... 
you know, steady. But uh, so, do you, do you, so do you have a CBC gig now? Yeah, I do the occasional thing for the show called The World This Weekend. I talk about pop culture yep, yep. Uh, and not Justin Bieber or uh, Lindsay Lohan. But, so but, but you're thing. asked to absorb a lot of shit that you probably wouldn't have cared about before, right? Uh, no, the CBC thing is... It's, it's, no, it's I think a, it means the CTV thing. The, the, CTV, the CTV, CTV thing, thing. but just in, in general, even whether any pop culture thing... No, you know what? That was interesting because I know. did get to, you know, read TMZ all the time and, and find out what... Uh, I mean, I just take all this stuff seriously. And what do you think of the whole Perez do? Hilton and the, the way he handles himself? Ooh, well... Did you ever find he's him a dad bully? now, right? Is he a dad? Uh, I he's don't a, know. He's I'm, a father now. Is he? He's a father. Well, to some gym socks or what? So <laughs> no, he lost a lot of weight. I don't know. He, I think he adopted a baby. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I. I don't. I don't yeah. like him. I, I think he's a bit of a, a, a jackass. I think. He's I, th- a, I think he's a bully. I, I think he's a. a he's a bully. Well, I think so. just when he was outing I people. So. Uh, when well, he they no longer to... does he do, do that anymore. Remember no, how he used to put I, the I, little yeah. fake cum and right. everything. I think. Else. The, I think the more he's gotten famous, and this is just a trap for every celebrity reporter that once they become a name themselves, they have to stop sort of. Uh, mm. You know, uh, picking on people as much as they used to because they want, uh, you know, they want to get led into parties and don't want to be seen as. Yeah, um, I mean, I w- I would take out my eyes if I had to do that. If I had to cover like a red carpet or something and ask right. people what they were wearing, I would just commit yeah, hair. I can't stand that shit. <laughs> I Me mean, personally, really I, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's why I feel bad sometimes when I'm watching those award shows because I've interviewed many of these people and it's like, oh, are you really? Is this is this really all you are interested in? Right. Uh, and then you you know you see how they how they handle themselves with these just trivial stupid questions and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. well it, I mean, it's all sort of a script to them they just all seem to be like okay here's the answer for this and here's the answer for that but also it's a lot about for me it's like let the music do the talking it's almost like what they're wearing and everything else is eclipsing what they're actually doing for a living, right? I get it's part of it. I understand that they have to do it, but to me, it's like, really? It's I don't care what she's wearing. I don't care about any of that. Mm -hmm. Joan Rivers takes a couple shots, fine. I turn it on the second the Oscars start at like 829 or whatever. That's when I turn it on because the rest of it, I'm never going to get any kind of information from any of them I haven't already gotten Mm -hmm. through a real interview Mm pre-Oscars. Like, someone's not going to all of a sudden go, okay, this is what I really felt about the movie. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, yeah, I'm excited to be here. It's the same shit over and over again. But I think that's their job when they're walking along those red carpet events. Yes. I'm not mm -hmm. blaming them. I'm just, I don't like that part of it. But there also doesn't seem to be any shame either in in, uh, embracing yourself uh, with a, a brand. I mean, I saw this thing on one of those e-talk shows about like how Taylor Swift is like she's very open about the fact that she's doing this campaign with Diet Coke right where there's doesn't seem to be I think celebrities are just as much of a a, a marketing like product as well, they're the a brand yeah stuff oh, for sure. that sure. they're shilling out you know sure uh, um all right one thing uh we want to talk about cuz we're we're talking about all this other stuff but the one thing uh, you did your year end wrap up uh for now magazine for the top 10 comedy shows and uh compared to past years I felt that this was very representative of almost everything that's going on in Toronto versus past years. I tried to make it really balanced. I tried just for you, Darren. Yeah, well, I know yeah. that. I know that. I, I knew that. before I'd, 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 you know, you Sure. I always, defend you and, I always defend you and say you're just one guy telling exactly. other, yeah. a bunch of people what he likes. I've, I've defended you on the show and I've been critical I, of you on the show. So uh, that's that's the way it is. But I felt that overall there wasn't, I mean, I don't see some of these shows. Right. But after reading what you put, you know, I don't have any kind of real problem with it. The one thing that did cause a little bit of controversy, and I, to be honest, I was surprised that Gilbert Gottfried was on your list. Yeah, you know, it was between him and, 
Oh, Me, God. you bastard! Between him and Dave Martin, <laughs> uh, yeah. and also you Fuck. made you made the list too. I mean, you yep. were on the short list, sir. Sure. I love that headlining set that you did. Yep. Uh, where you really pulled. I mean, you know, you, I think you had lost a crowd earlier that night, yep. and yep. then you came back. Sure. And uh, you know, your Mister Fucky was was great. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So what, what what was your no? Point? But the whole about, about Gilbert Gilbert Gottfried. He's right. been on the yeah. show. I love Gilbert, and I wouldn't have thought for most it would probably ended up on a top ten. Because he's not like he had the problem with the act flack duck and all that bullshit, but he's not really on the radar of a lot of people for stand up comedy these days. Yeah, it was between him and actually Tom Green because you know you could say the same thing okay. about him. Yeah, no, because you I could. thought, oh, these guys have been around for a while and um, they just, you know, oh, you know, you know what the great thing about Godfrey was? He didn't care how old the crowd was. Right. He told these jokes with references that went right over their heads, yep. you know, and he was proud of it. And I thought, oh, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. Because, you know, so many, so many comics come in and they, you know, lower their material or Either they dumb try, it down to, sound, or young. try to sound young. Right. And that is so pathetic. And he did right. not do that. Now, can I ask I you thought, now, like, yeah. I mean, he did well for like the shows that I saw. Mm. Um, but does that ever bother you when you when you can see a crowd, you can tell that they're not getting these references, but they're still laughing anyways? It's still sort of like, do you ever want to like, because uh, I know comics always do that. They sort of will see a crowd laugh at shit, and, and, you, and they know that they're not getting whatever oh, the many joke times. is supposed to be. And you're sort of like, mm. you tell me why you're, and it's, mm -hmm. I guess people do sometimes get caught up in the energy they, of they like, oh, everything's just so funny now. Like I know yeah, for I a fact, I because know. when I do a bit, yeah. and I'm and obviously I'm a loud guy, that's yeah. my persona, but I can tell the difference between when they're hearing what I'm saying mm. and just laughing at the monkeying of it, yeah, of the yelling, because I will screw up a joke on purpose and then end, and if it still gets a laugh, I'm like, what am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. They're just laughing at the kind of, the the showman of it, not mm -hmm. really what you're saying, and uh, yeah, I think that happens a lot. Yeah, and but does and then does that affect your opinion on on either the comic or the or the show itself? If the audience isn't getting it, well, no, if they're getting it, but you can clear, like you said, that like Gilbert didn't change any references, and you know he's doing jokes about the monsters. Which you know, <laughs> uh, you know, even even which makes me know, laugh because I know like eighty five percent of the crowd is Mickey Mouse on yeah. on acid yeah. and and uh, oh fuck uh, you know and Dracula references and uh, like old horror movies and, and does it does it it doesn't sway your opinion when you're sort of like ah oh, he's just pulling one over on these people? I mean, I guess it depends. Uh, I, have you ever? Let me ask you this: Have yeah. you ever put someone sure. in the top ten in yeah. all the years that you've been doing it? That from a crowd perspective, they probably thought it bombed that show. Hmm. But no, you thought, but you so. thought was no. like, you know, this is so uh, either ahead of the curve or you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you identified with it, but that average crowd on a Saturday night, whether it's a comedy club or indie club or whatever. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about an alternative, uh, alternative, <laughs> alternative uh, comedy show or something, where they're not going to be, you know, laughing right, a lot, right, but they yeah. still sort of get it yeah, in an ironic okay. way. That's fine. Sure, I think those people have made my top ten list. Okay. But, uh, you know, you know what? I mean, I, I have put people on there if they have done not very well, and then they've they've got themselves out of a hole. And everybody loves to see that happen, especially in something like improv, right? Where right. That's what it's all about. <laughs> when they uh, start at a hole, and, uh, well, and I'm not and a, they dig I'm, themselves out. And the, I've, I've said this is the I'm only business you can do fan. that. You can only this is the only oh entertainment is the only one where you can dig a hole and get your way out. You can't go to a, like a job interview yeah. and say no, no, fuck you. No, wait, it's gonna get really funny and you're gonna love me at the end. That doesn't no, happen. And you, know? you get bonus points for doing that. And you get sure. bonus points for you know singling out the heckler as you have done. Sure. And then when you emerge triumphant, I mean, there's something there's something really I think cathartic uh, to an audience member 
uh, about that, to see that done. Yeah. To see, because there's nothing worse than if somebody makes a sound or something and the stand-up doesn't react. Yes. And it's just like the elephant in the room. Yep. How are they going to do it? Yes. Uh, so. Have, now, you, have you ever gotten inebriated at a show and you're sort of like, oh, I'm not, I'm too drunk to judge this? No, I don't. That's, that's drunk Glenn Sumi. <laughs> right? Yeah, that happened and, since and we were last time. Yes, yes. I have Glenn no Sumi idea is. who this person I really don't have any idea who this person is. Don't Do you know have if a, you, there's a Twitter handle theater. out there that someone yes. has uh, adopted. Yeah, for our American friends, yes, there's someone on Twitter that has adopted the name Drunk Glenn Sumi. So Glenn, of course, his own Twitter is Glenn Sumi. And he yeah. reviews shows as if he was drunk or, and kind of takes yeah. shots at you a little here and there. I guess, you know. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's as a it reviewer, not be... personally, but as a reviewer, the whole idea of reviewing things. Do you know who it yeah. is, Darren? Uh, no. Does anyone know? Have no. You heard? Are you sure? I Darren don't. has ways of finding things out. Interesting. Well, yeah, that's uh, what he tells me all the time. Somebody at the IT department said that they could have looked at, you know, their IP address yes, or yeah. something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's not that, that hard. Ah, uh, you know, I just don't really care. I mean, they're they're not being really mean spirited. The no. weird, the weirdest time was when I went to New York. I go to New York quite uh, quite often to see shows and things. And so then I was tweeting that I was at the public theater, which is, you know, this well-known theater. And I I tagged them, you know, I don't know, at public theater NY or something. And then in Drunk Glenn Sumi's account, yeah. it showed up. Right. Blah, 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 at the at public theater New York and puked my guts out or something in the in the aisles. And I thought, oh, you know, the guys, yeah, yeah. 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 the guys, you know, the people who run the public, they're not going to know what any of this is all about. Oh, I see. My right. name is sort of now. Right, right. Besmirched. But, yeah. Um, but I, yeah. I've laughed a lot, though. I got to be honest, at some of the things he's put or she has put, yeah. I've laughed quite a bit. Uh, what? Just the whole drunkenness? And, yeah, just like, yeah. you know, four ends or <laughs> for the reason they gave four ends was just a funny little thing and... Anyway. I don't know. I found it funny. Yeah. Uh, now Neil so, but, Brennan. Yeah, let's sir. let's get to okay. Neil Brennan. Yeah. Um. So uh, Neil Brennan came up here for Just for Last Forty Two. Was it called? I he, think? he was the one GFL. of the uh, creators of the 42. Dave Chappelle show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. He was. Him and Dave Chappelle were kind of like partners on that program. Right. And we actually did a stand-up show with him when we went to L.A. Dave, I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah. At the Comedy Store, Neil was on the yes, show. Yes. Yes, I do remember. And uh, he came here. He did a set. Uh, you you reviewed the set, Glenn. Uh, and in terms of the top 10, you gave it a laugh loser spot. And just to quote it, uh, what you put, it says, it's okay to be racist as long as you've written for Dave Chappelle and you pick on Asians. Right. So, so yeah, so you write for this, you know, African-American icon. Sure. And you pick on Asians. Uh, you know, we seem to be the big target. Sorry, if anyone doesn't know, I'm Japanese-Canadian. I am Asian. Okay. And I couldn't believe what came out of his mouth. He basically had this routine where he said, uh, you know, Asian guys in movies, you know, everyone knows they're not attractive or whatever. So in what was that movie with uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker? Oh, Rush Hour. Rush 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 He said, oh, yeah, so, you know, so the girl's going to go with Chris Tucker because Jackie Chan. I thought, what, Jackie Chan's not trying to be some sex symbol. Right, right. And meanwhile, this is like so behind the times, not to mention offensive to the many Asians in the audience. Well, well, I, okay. Anyway, I mean, he's not trying to be a sex symbol, but come on. I mean, there are things have really evolved. Maybe when Neil Brennan was growing up, uh, you know, uh, you know, things were a lot different, mm-hmm. um, and we were all, you know, Arnold from Happy Days or something, and right. there were no sort of, you know, sexy hot Asian guys out there because you know everyone knows it. Oh, that was his whole routine too. The women are hot, but the men aren't. And I thought, really? Could you do this with anyone else? Could well, you do this with blacks? Like, you know, the the women sure. are really hot, but the black men aren't. 
Uh, well, I think, and get away with, and you know, I think you just need to watch Bloodsport once to know that there's uh, there are some uh, good looking Asian dudes out there. there the go. guy that wiped the blood across his yeah. chest, well, and the killers. That, what, if you watch the Rick killers, Yoon, Rick Yoon from the Fast and Furious movies. I, I, yeah. I don't believe I'm doing this anyhow. But what about the idea? Lost, what, 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 what about the idea? No, no, no. From, uh, I don't care, I don't care about show. hot or ugly Asians. Which yeah, one, Harold? Which one was Harold and which one was Kumar? Harold, Harold. Oh, okay, John Cho. Okay, John Cho. Yeah. So. What about the idea, like, uh, there's a what? famous clip Patrice O'Neill was on, like, Fox News, defending someone doing a rape joke or something, mm. and he said that, to me, it's all about intent. If he's trying to be funny, if the intent is to be funny, then that kind of trumps all the other arguments. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I can take, I, I, I love, you know, bad Chinese driver jokes. I've heard many. <laughs> really? You love them? I don't love them, but, but I can get them. them. I will laugh okay, at them. Right, right. If, you, if you do them well, right. I love Russell Peters when he's doing his Chinese accent. I will take, you know, small penis jokes. That's all fine. But this okay. thing, there was no point to it. Okay. And I just didn't get it. As somebody who watches a lot of comedy, sure. I didn't know where the funny was. I don't know. There was just an but assumption was the crowd laughing? that he made. They were just sort of tittering. Okay. I don't think it was a huge laugh. No, no. okay. That's but what, I that's thought, what I you know what? Know. And I thought, whoa, my, you know, my shoulders just sort of hunched like that. Uh, no, and I've it, never felt it, targeted like that. Because it wasn't funny? And it just, it does, does funny make everything acceptable at the end? You know what? I think it does. I think yeah. if, it, if it is done well, I, mm-hmm. I think you can get away with a ton. I mean, you guys have both done material. Where... Well, okay. Now, I have a long list of Olivia Chow jokes that I'm going to go through right now. Uh, now, you tell me. She has got a very small oh, no. penis. Now, uh, she has got a very small penis. Now, uh, and want... she doesn't drive. She Someone drives for her. Now, if, there's oh, a, uh, well, if yeah. you don't approve of it, there's going to be a loud gong sound. And if you do approve of it, there's going to be this. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that wasn't in his act. Yeah. Or, you know, or there's the whole good at math joke i mean that's that's but why is that terrible is that no no that's everybody fine. want to be good at math yeah, and no. horrible drivers sure. it's funny sure no i totally think it's, it's like one of louis ck's old bits before he became you know this massive it's like if the stereotypes are good stereotypes why not accept them <laughs> now you okay. know if the portuguese make a good cake why not accept that you know? now i have a joke uh mm. i there was a um i broke my ankle ages ago when i went into this uh i went into this place the herb depot on spadina oh, yeah. and uh they're selling me a bunch of like these heavy calcium pills that's supposed to help your bones sort of reconnect better Dave, just get to it and okay <laughs> There's uh, is this ginseng? These, no, no, no. It's beyond that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't tell me I needed calcium. Fuck that. I did need Just that. get to the. Yeah, I, I know. Just get the, to the it. The bone spray yeah, that I bought. Sure. The, right. uh, um, it's yeah. and it's not. It's not for that. But anyway, so they had these. <laughs> they had these blue diamond shaped pills that uh, I knew that were like sex pills behind the Ooh, counter, yeah. and I asked the guy, uh, "What are those pills?" And uh, and this is what he sounded like, and so it's sort of hard when you and the, and he literally sounded, "Oh, those pills. Those pills will make your dick go crazy." <laughs> So those were his exact words, and I know that, like, so if you saw me do that on stage, am I racist for quoting the guy behind the counter? No, no. I don't think so. No, okay, so. uh, (laughs) No, no, no. I was just wondering if you would consider that racist. No. You know what actually happened to me? Uh, He didn't speak like that at all. No, no, he he spoke like like that. Um, The guy was African. He he spoke like that, but then uh, there was a bit of a communication thing between the two of us, Mm. and, of course, I did the natural speak a little louder and slower, and then so he waved over his daughter, and so I kind of said the same thing to his daughter, and then his daughter in English better than mine said, 
yeah, I think this is what you're looking for. <laughs> Which was sort of like, oh, Great. fuck, all right. And okay. did it work, Dave? Uh, oh, amazingly yeah. well. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. Sure. Your dick go it's, crazy. It's, yeah. It's, oh, fuck, the fucking ankle ever. is perfect it's now. Still does it. But, His uh, ankle is good. Oh, and I, I bought a pack yesterday. I had a picture of, like, uh, King Kong on it. I don't know what that does. Either. Oh, well. It's, uh, it's quite We'll, we'll uh, leave that image alone. It's, it's like the powdered, uh, some endangered species powdered <laughs> into a pill form. But uh, it, it does what it's supposed to do. Hey, everybody, that is the end of part one of our interview with Glenn Zumi. Come back from the break. This is Anything Goes, Series XM. Don't clean that up. It adds character. This is Anything Goes. Hey, this is Victor Lucas from Electric Playground and Reviews on the Run. You're listening to Anything Goes on XM Radio. There are some people who could bring world peace if they weren't so busy hating everyone. This is Anything Goes. Okay, we're back from the break, and we're going to rejoin our interview with Glenn Sumi right now. Now, uh, one one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about, because you did the top ten, it's been a few months. Do you mm-hmm. think there's any now that you thought should have made it in there, and maybe Ooh. some kind of, you know, now you're, like, thinking maybe this comic was better? So I oh. guess Tom Green was one of your guys that you said that almost made it in. Yeah, I mean, I was going to do a sort of runners-up kind of thing, and I thought, right. no, you know what, Just because then, yeah, yeah. You know, because then people are going to say, oh, well, you know, runners-up to the runners-up right. or whatever. And I thought, you know, and then I, I had a few little things in there like I'd love to, what was it? I'd love to, I would love to see a snark-off between Dom Perret, sure. Rob Pugh, Mark Forward, and you. Yep. Uh, and Emma Hunter. I mean, Emma Hunter, have you guys seen her? No. She I haven't is a, seen her, no. a character coach. She does sort of impressions and things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big she's fan of Kathleen of... Phillips. I like her quite Oh, a bit. she's amazing. She, she really is amazing. Is. And yeah, and in, in the same pages, I remember saying, I would love to see a full-length Kathleen Phillips show. And then I think the year after, a couple of years later, she had a she had a full-length show. But I'd love to see a full Emma, Emma Hunter show. She's been talked about as joining the cast of, uh, of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's with a troupe who's performing right now on the this Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival called She Said What. She's uh, doing Winnipeg fantastic. with us, Dave. Oh, is she? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. She's unbelievable. She's... We'll make sure. Now, this year is coming up. We're already into <clears throat> March. I, right. I, I have a feeling that this gentleman will probably make the top ten. Um, you did a review of a young comic that headlined about a month, a month and a half ago at Yuck Yucks. His name is Alex Pavoni. He's a very, very funny comic. And uh, a very hard worker, and I always really admire wow. comics that work very hard. And mm-hmm. there's, I don't think of of that generation. There's a lot of guys that work hard, and uh, the Mark DeBonis, uh, yeah. Dave Merhej, Kate Trevor Wilson, Alex Pavoni, Don yep. Pere, yep. uh, who else? John Hastings, who moved. I mean, I, I may be oh, missing yeah. John some other. John Hastings is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you gave Alex Pavoni. You went and saw his headline set. And now magazine works on a scale of ends, and five is the best, and of course, uh, one or zero is the worst. I would say we don't zero. Give out zeros, yeah. You don't give out zeros. You don't give out zero, so one. So Why not? Because just to you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Just or? house policy. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't right. give out halves. I'd okay. love to give out halves. Yeah, yeah. Because the yeah. difference between three and four is pretty oh, big. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Or or two and three. You know, sometimes right. you're right there. Two right. and a half classic. So you gave Alex five ends. So when I want to ask you about this, is uh, no in way, shape, or form saying Alex Pavoni doesn't deserve five ends. But my question is, wouldn't five ends, the way I look into it, is that would be like almost perfection, meaning there's no way for this to get any better in this moment. That doesn't mean two years from now, but in this moment, what you saw, you didn't think it could get any better. 
And would you agree with that in terms of how you give five ends, or is it a different kind of analogy? I mean, I just I couldn't really see any fault with that with that act with right. that performance that night. You know, given the the energy and where I came from, and I think I think when I was on last time here, I talked about him, and I yeah, said, no, you, you know, did. he yeah. is somebody that I would, you yeah. know, I'd, I'd seen him do eight minutes or five mm-hmm. minutes or whatever, and I I was skeptical whether he could sustain that energy yes. for for a headlining set, and so. You know, he told me he was very professional. He said, "You know, I'm I'm coming up. I'm doing this thing." So I said, "I, I made a point to, to make it," and he did it. I mean, he actually, you know, and, and as you guys both know, I mean, it takes. It's like a little bit like a marathon. You yeah. have to. You can't all. You can't be at a at a certain level all the time, and I don't know how he did it. Uh, you know, he got us on his side. He. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I just couldn't find fault with it. And I think what I liked about it was, yeah, for that age, the, the uh, honesty, the emotional honesty about some of those things. Right. Because you know not everything happened, but there was, there was something really authentic about his act. Right. So that, you know, I mean, and just the simplest things. Um, you know, people are always saying, you know, what kind of material should I do? You know, going into fucking McDonald's at three in three in, in the morning and right. seeing what kind of people were there. And he described it like it was this play and he did the characters and it just it, it was identifiable it was unique he had his own spin on it was, um, it, was it very John Leguizamo uh hmm that's interesting I never yeah. heard that before well just because he yeah. zips in and out of characters and he's kind of exhausting it sometimes it was but no but but it wasn't exhausting with him I don't know I don't I you know and and what I'm always looking for too is that is that unique voice is somebody who has found yeah. that voice now you know uh, and also you were mentioning the the professionalism what he also did throughout that set too was he had callbacks to the people who were on the set yeah, earlier yeah. which yep. I thought and he had to follow some some really? big guns too oh, it wasn't yeah. an easy show absolutely yes. but you know what I thought you know because there are so many people who just who breeze in and yep. then leave don't bother learning anything. Yep. And I thought, you know, that was that really was professional. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this guy, uh, yeah, sure, I'm giving him this great review right now, but I'm sure he's going to develop. I'm sure he's going to get new material. And I, I can't wait to see, you know, see him in a couple of years. But, right. yeah, and I was pissed off that I missed your set, Mr. Oh, Martin. Oh, that's okay. I was oh, on vacation. A, there'll be a DVD coming out sometime okay. of it soon. <laughs> do, you, do you like being more, more accessible as a critic through things like Twitter? Or, oh, yeah. Or do you... You're 10 times, because huh? I'll, t- I'll give you an example. Wow. Uh, the number of emails I sent that never got a response to or dropped off DVDs at Now Magazine, <laughs> all three of my DVDs never got a response. But Whoa. Yeah, but the first Twitter I ever sent got a response. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, and just please don't try phoning me. I mean, does, does anyone pick up their phone? No. No, but I mean... <laughs> I do all the, the time. A lot of people complain, <laughs> a lot of people complain <laughs> about Twitter, but there are some benefits yeah. to it in that you're also able to review a lot more oh. by way of Twitter as well. Yeah, right? I mean, sometimes if I don't do uh, a print review or an online sure. review, I will basically, you know, I'll, after the show, no, I I'll know you will. send yes. a series of... Yeah, because I yes. think I, that's how I handled your show, yes. right? yes. And uh, and fuck, you can do a lot in 140 characters. I right, mean, right. I think I gave you a couple, <laughs> couple of tweets, yeah. but uh, oh yeah, you can do. And um, but then there's the other, you know, there's the other side where it's like, ooh, I'm tweeting. Do I tweet that I'm going to go to this show? Right. Do I tag these people so right. they know that I'm going to be there? And I'm just thinking, you know, fuck, they should they should be able to handle it. You know, yes, but they, you know, it's not like they're doing stand up for the first time. Right. They should be professional. Uh, and uh, 
See, just... to me, the only way that it would be all right is if, if I knew I was working on new stuff and right. then I wanted to tell you, look, hey, this is all yep. going to be new stuff. Yep. So you can you can rate me however you want. Me personally, I wouldn't care. Yeah. But I'm talking about another comic. I can see them saying that. But otherwise, if you're headlining, I don't think it should matter whether a reviewer is in there or not. You should be concentrating on doing the best show you can for the crowd. For yeah. all the nice people, yeah. Well, it yeah. came to see you. <laughs> well, no, you know what I'm saying. It's just like why you're not. You shouldn't be doing a a, a set just for one critic that oh, might God, be yeah. there or might yeah, not be yeah. there. Yeah. You know, and because uh, the number of times that I'm yeah. working on something and yeah. past critics, not just yourself but yeah. other publications, have been there, and then they've kind of judged me on that. But then they see me a year later and they see yeah. the same material or a, a different stuff, and they're like, "Oh, now I get it." It's like, yeah. yeah, because you don't know why the comic at that moment is working on it. But also, neither is the crowd. So I understand oh, that yeah. that dilemma. It's a different, you know, each person is working on something different for different reasons. So yep. that's that's one of the, the problems with being a critic or even anything to do with what you do. You don't know the reasons, and sometimes you don't have to. Did you now when you go and review films? Do you ever pay? You don't pay for those movies, do you? Uh, it, not if I'm reviewing. Right. I usually go to an advanced screening or something. So yeah, like ten in the morning. Just I, well, great, ugh. great hours. Yeah. I, uh, well, I, Try seeing a horror movie at ten in the morning. Yeah. Those are the only hours that I can go and see them. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't go home and wow. see. I can't see cr- right. scary yeah, shit and true, then yeah. go home to my lonely yeah. apartment with just me and yeah. my cat that might be. Thinking of some young girl like Mama's gonna show up and uh, <laughs> stare at you in the corner. Well, like that. There isn't. She isn't there already. Yeah. But um. But like, does it do? Does it ever give you a hard like time, like getting proper perspective on a movie? Because you're not dealing like, because I mean, some people might value a movie on how much they paid to go and see it. Oh, so for not for for getting comped to see shows and things. Yeah, ah, uh, it's just part of the job, I right? Mean, like I went to go and see The Master, and I went to go yeah. and I, I had two tickets. I thought it was a piece of shit. Not, I, I didn't think it was a piece of piece of shit. I thought Walking uh, Phoenix was good, and I thought that it was a really good first installment of the Elron Hubbard story. Mm. <laughs> and but I still wanted to see the the middle and and the end. It was just like, oh, like I, I I got it, but it just it felt like it was it should have been a lot juicier. Knowing this is the guy that created Scientology, and this is the guy well, that you know not was only able that, to but cha- turn this... his thing into a uh, get a religious status, you know, and this. But this is also the director who created, you know, There Will Be Blood and Magnolia and mm-hmm. Boogie Nights. I I thought the I thought it was really baggy. And I think that, you know, the, the Academy would agree with you because they didn't acknowledge it for picture, but they did single out the performances, right? All the three actors got nominations. Right. And um, I thought the story was all over the place. I mean, but gorgeous, too. I, I couldn't believe that it didn't it was get great, nominated for cinematography. It was but... a great-looking movie. Now, don't you think they should, like, because there were, uh, like, sort of something like 400 protesters outside the Oscars uh, because... Uh, I was in uh, a they... plane during the Oscars. I, know, I missed I'm just them. telling I know. you this. I you didn't know. No, I'm not I, expecting you to have been there, but they... But they were the, all the they people were... that created the the life of Pi effects, and really... uh, if you see, yeah. you know, you see the, the there's a shot of from of life of Pi, yeah. and it's just the the actor in, in a boat in in a swimming pool, and then it shows you the actual frame what, from the movie, yeah. yes. and then there's this, you know, it's like this, you know, uh, you know the the ocean, and then there's the tiger. The whole tiger was all CGI. There was never a tiger or any animals so... there to begin with, and just the fact that they should have gotten more acknowledgement for really. Cr- 
creating so the that people film, who worked on it were the protesting? people who worked on it and worked for the, the uh, company like the industrial I don't know I don't, don't want to say industrial yeah. lights or magic it's not it's not them it's no. another company another company but there were like 400 protesters outside mm-hmm. the Oscars and of course nobody mentioned it did Joan Rivers talk to them I don't know no. she didn't they were wearing she very what they were nice wearing. apparel <laughs> yeah. yeah she had horrible things to say yeah. about their protest uh, well, and we, we don't have very much time left but yeah. we got maybe a minute or two sure. let's just uh, I've been reading some of your tweets of recent you've been going to a lot of kind of improv and sketch recently so let's talk about who you've seen recently and if some of it is stand up like who are you thinking right now that's doing some really good work mm. so we at least can get some shout outs uh, Deanne Smith I saw love at, Deanne she's uh, been on the show Absolute Comedy yes. uh, headline, co-headlining and I thought she just she killed it yes. she's got you know she I don't know what it I don't know what it is she's got something special about her yep um, for the you know this young and Eglinton crowd, John sure. Hastings had never heard of, had never seen him. I guess he's in London now. Yes, mostly. in England. Yes, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Yep. And talk about great work ethic. Gavin Crawford is working out some shit that is amazing. He's going to okay. do a show, I think, around Pride. He's got some. He's got you know a Downton Abbey thing. He's got a Hugh Jackman thing. He has this thing where he makes fun of that the gay app, the hookup app, Grinder. Oh, Grinder, yeah, yeah, Grindr. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, by ha- have you have you seen him do this? No, uh, but I know about the Trevor, app. Trevor Bohr showed it yeah. to me driving to Hamilton one weekend yeah. for for a show, uh, <laughs> not a, a casual encounter. <laughs> but I just thought how they would never have that for straight guys. That would just be like a cannonball <laughs> run race from bar to bar. Of She's course. not here anymore. Yeah, of course. but, but uh, you know. What do you what do you think about the Hugh Jackman? Do you think he's ready to to pop out of the closet? He just seems he's a very flamboyant. Str- so why why, that, do, why, why do we find that yeah. so? You know why do we think that you know if a guy likes musical theater, he's got to be gay? I love Neil Patrick Harris, <laughs> but uh, sure, if I had to, if I, if uh, you know if we were the last two people on earth, no no big deal. Uh, but if uh, what, uh, well, what you, I think what... it's me, me thinks the guy doth protest too much because I saw his Broadway show and he goes on and on about his wife, right? Right, and that's sort of you know, for Canadians, it's like, hmm, yeah, a little why much. Are you doing this, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, well, same you... time when like football players get really angry if you accuse them of uh, any gayness, of just right. like, what the hell are you talking about, and they get more uh, angry. Any other groups? Uh, oh, uh, back on British the Teeth. Yeah. Okay. British Teeth, a sketch troupe. Okay, they won the Tim Sims Award a couple of years ago. Fantastic, I saw them a couple of uh. A couple of days ago, uh, and some people I'm looking forward to too. Dana Alexander is headlining. Yeah, no, it doesn't be interesting. Her first time back since spending yeah. a significant amount of time on the road in England. Yeah, so is she still in England? Yes. Okay, yeah, but you know, I th- I thought she was always thought she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Adomian's coming. Janine Garofalo. It'll be interesting to see her. Yeah. Is it Comedy disappointing bar? when someone goes away and sort of comes back with the same set? I mean, and doesn't isn't a drastic amount of new material? Could we I figure would that be, someone? Yeah. Is, is gone like yeah. in you know, whether it's uh, uh, Britain yep. or the states or anywhere. It's like me. Back. I saw a guy. He'll, yeah. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to have the fucking fight with it. But it's like I hadn't seen him for eight years, and then he came back, and most of it was 45 minutes. At least 30 minutes of it I'd heard before. Yeah, right. And wow. I'm like, you know, you go away for that long. I mean, I don't mean to brag. I'm writing a new hour every two years or two and a half years. You can at least write a little more than that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a big indicator for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think it's when you do go away or you do have all these experiences and you don't pull something away. From yeah. it, it's yeah. it's a it's a bit of a shame and says something about you as a comic. But I Dana, mean, yeah. or, or, you the know, example it, of Dana is the perfect one. She was always writing on the fly right. when oh. she was here. So fucking it, fearless. It, it will fearless, be very yeah. interesting to see yeah. her set when she comes here. And, Chris, and and in the same way too, it's like uh, you know if I watch a whole bunch of DVDs of uh, Evening at the Improv, and if I can't rewrite another twenty minutes out of watching uh, a bunch of uh, comics from the '80s stuff, then what does that say about me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christine von Hagen, I saw. 
when she headlined. She's got some good material too. Mm-hmm. The marriage stuff, uh, you know, the U.S. Canada stuff. Yep. Really like that. So. Uh, All right. Well, that's that's enough. You're gonna. We'll have you back yeah. in a couple months, and we'll okay. we'll talk some more shop. And uh, we didn't get a chance to get to any of the questions, but uh, we will wow. get to those oh, eventually. Right. Yeah. There were there, there was were? a few questions. Yeah, yeah. Right. There, questions. there was, but we'll get to them next time. Okay. Um, but if, if people want to get a hold of Glenn Sumi. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, t- best is Twitter, Twitter as you yeah. were saying, uh, at Glenn Sumi. Uh, and that's and... two N's for people that yes. they know that. Yeah, so yeah. it's Glenn, two N's, Sumi. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're writer for Now Magazine. And, uh... I've got something to plug, too. Oh, I'm ahead. interviewing Jason Priestley oh, that's from the thing yeah, that's talk about. 90210 yes. at the end of the month, March 28th at okay. the Jane Mallet Theater. Um, and you can just sort of look at my, my Twitter feed because I'm, okay. I'm publicizing And it's that, just but. a one-on-one interview who for like 90 for minutes? That? Like, who asked for that? Who arranged that? Who uh, wanted it's to part of the Now the Talk priest? series. Oh, okay. And right. Canadian Stage is putting on a play called Race, uh, which is a David Mamet play. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's in a lot of theater, so very interesting to talk to him about uh, about that new move in his uh, in his career. Wow, that yeah. will be interesting. All right, great. All right, thanks, Glenn, thanks, for coming Glenn, down. Thank you. All right, take it easy. All right, that was Glenn Sumi. Uh, wow, that was a longer interview than we expected. Uh, that was 40 minutes. Normally, we just have a 20-minute interview, but it went so well. And uh, I really uh, thought that was a great interview. Didn't you, Dave? Yeah, I thought we had lots of uh, we had a lot of a fun lot there. Of good uh, points to make there. A lot of fun. Um, we don't have a lot of time now, so we're just going to do a couple quick announcements. On April 10th, we are doing a live taping at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival of Anything Goes with a reunion with Kathleen McGee. So well, check that out. Come on down. Come on down on April 10th. Uh, we have uh, people uh, live uh, doing some live stand-up on the show and uh, interviews. And the first appearance of Kenny Robinson will be then in Winnipeg. Also on April 13th, on the Saturday afternoon in Winnipeg, part of the Comedy Festival, myself and Dave will be doing an episode of the debaters arguing arguing about the merits of uh, pot being sold by the government or yeah or, or who would be the better drug dealer the, the government, uh, government or, or privatization, privatization. Yeah. Uh, april 19th i'll be at the sudbury comedy festival for their dark and dirty show and april 23rd to 27th at the halifax comedy festival and this weekend this uh thursday to saturday uh, i will be in vancouver at the yuck yucks with kenny robinson on our rank and vile super dirty show so please for tickets go to yuckyucks.com for that and dave what have you got going on uh, I got the uh, the next East End Comedy Review is going to be April 6th at the Dominion Queen in Toronto. It's going to be headlined by Mike Wilmot, yourself, Darren Frost, yes. uh, Jen Grant. Uh, also on the show is going to be Hunter Collins, Steph Toloff, uh, Julian Dion, and Cal Post has just been added to the show. And uh, it's a benefit for the Toronto Main Society. It's always a good time, so come on down, and I'll be hosting it as always. All right, so... Uh... We didn't get a chance to say much, but this week Stompin' Tom Connors died, and uh, we do uh, want to say if you have uh, any uh, knowledge any, of, oh. of who he is, then you already know how great he is. Our American friends, look him up on YouTube. He was a Canadian icon. He's kind of like a, a Canadian Johnny Cash. Yes. In, in his own yes, unique in his way. Own way. Yes. He's a very, very, uh, very proud Canadian. Uh, lots of uh, songs about uh, traveling. Or almost, you could almost say a Canadian Willie Nelson, couldn't you? Yeah, that's a good, that's that's a a good, good one, too. Yeah. So uh, that is the show. Thanks for listening, and we want to uh, thank uh, Glenn Sumer for coming in and being so great on the show and uh, Victoria our producer making us sound great each week until next week everyone goodbye and always know your dealer that's it for this week anything goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore at Dave Martin World and at Walkin' Sauce download new episodes every week on iTunes by typing Anything Goes on XM. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter 
at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes hopes you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy. I smile and wave. I smile and wave. I smile and wave. today and the clothes were looking good i can't tell if the clothes there are getting better or if i'm just getting older that i think a sparkly tank top might be my style oh no i didn't when to when do you do you ever sort of is there ever a point where you're like oh, i can't do sparkly anymore no never i'm a fire sign right Iman. <laughs> sparkles will always be all right Okay. But then I also wear a lot of plaid to balance it out. That's a nice shirt that you're wearing. Thanks. I know. I like this one, right? Do you, um... Well, this in New York. It was super cheap. Uh, do you buy clothes that accentuate parts of you? No, that's a bra that does that. Oh, that's the bra that does that? Okay. It's a new... I think it's a new size. They just invented it. <laughs> it's like a C32. I've never heard of it before. But I know. I... Should not be a C cup. I know I'm small, <laughs> but if you put the C cup so tight around your body, like 32, yeah, it actually does fit. But do you think a guy's gonna walk out on you if uh, once he takes the bra off? Yeah, possibly. No, Depending so. on his fetish. Well, happen. maybe. Maybe. Iman, if... Just so you know, this is what happens. Me and Dave waste all of the funny stuff off the air, and we're gonna go on the air, and then it's gonna be tragically boring. I think if this... his, I think if his first love was tit fucking, then maybe he would be. <laughs> then I'd have to keep the bra on. Yeah. Is what you're saying? I do think. Okay, I wanted to, add, and I don't know if. Should we uh... just fucking start the show? We do this all the time. Is, <laughs> is is giving a blowjob to a bigger penis more fun than a smaller one? No, it's not. No, that makes it harder, Dave. Does it make it harder? So you would, you would welcome. Oh, you know what? Actually, here's one thing I will say: size does not matter. It's how fast they come. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. But I'd okay. like to be. I like to polish that shit off in like four minutes. Really? Yeah. So like a five minute point of like. It's like after like like once you've been down there for like fifteen minutes, you're like, oh. am I gonna lose a tooth? Like, well, that's sort of like going on all too long. Yeah, that would be sort of like, oh, let's get this going. Let's get this yeah. out of here. That's, uh, I'd rather, like, I don't care if it's small or big. I just want it, I want to be able to fucking get that shit done fast. It's just like any sort of But what work. if it just... Just get it done fast. But what if it just finished at, like, uh, um, I'm a, at the five-minute mark? I'd be, like, awesome. Now. Really? That's a good one. Yeah, well, and yeah. so that's just something you just want to get it over with? Well, not get it over with. I want to do a good job. I'm right. still really nerdy and, like, But, I mean, but you figure like that. that if the guy comes, then you've done a good enough job, right? Oh, obviously. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. But sometimes, but, like, guys can do things to... It'd be like, nice to fast. come under time, you know? Don't you feel like everything in life, you're more rewarded if you do it in a shorter amount of time? Or, like, playing golf, it's better to, like, you know, be below par, like, that kind of thing. Like, you should you should do yeah. it. Like, you don't want it to, you know, you don't want to, like, have a triple bogey or I don't know really a lot about golf. But, you know, you don't want to be, like, way... You don't want to take forever to finish the game. No. Right? No. I don't... Th I think in... Are you familiar with like? Because I had a girl one, the one said to me, she was like, "Can we start the show? All right, this okay, happens every all right, week." All right, okay, all right. Well, we'll we can get into blowjobs with Iman and stuff like that if you want to. Iman, but, we are not talking about waitressing. Now we're going to talk about blowjobs. Whatever. But, it is called anything goes. Well, what if a guy was sort of like, oh, or what if a girl like, 
<laughs> and would you ever be comfortable with saying like, oh, are you one of those guys that can't come from blowjobs? Have you ever heard with that? Frank, I hope you're taping all this for the creepy blooper crap. I know. Oh, prime, <laughs> prime blooper crap. Uh, okay, well, if you could play the beginning of the show uh, anytime uh, you're ready. I got the, the one that Kate Trevor and me saw with the one where he called he called me a has been and I've peaked years ago. Oh, uh, well, here maybe you could maybe you could defend. Uh, that was not me. Maybe just you so def- you know, that was Walkinshaw. That was Walkinshaw. It's always me, but sounds yeah. like a man. It was me. One, two, three. Yeah, I got the V right there. Five, six. Yeah, hey, are these new? I don't remember these. Yeah, they are new. They are new. Brand new. Ooh, cool. Four dollars on signs. Kinky. Maybe you weren't hugged enough, but now I find that uh, you are nothing but a foul-mouthed, classless, bullying piece of shit. And maybe you said that about me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. You, you did. Um, uh, maybe and... you're just a little bit threatened slash jealous of up-and-coming comics because you've been stagnant for the last ten years. Uh, what the show? The are last... you giving this? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Seriously, the last I'm... show that I worked with you with, uh, there were six of us on it in total. Uh, the show, and just grammar is so poor on. Uh, um, oh, right. Oh, oh. I, I, he was the only one who talked to you in the green room. I couldn't figure out why. Now I know. Uh, do you remember that night? Dot, 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 dot. You were practically booed off stage and left the uh, and left with the event planners uh, admonishing you for uh, berating the audience at a fundraiser because they didn't enjoy you calling them fuckfaces. I'm sure it was fucktards or fuckfaces. Or fucky. Uh-huh. Um, That's different. Can you hear yeah. me? Do you want? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got a, um, a letter from an anonymous person through Facebook in the anonymous part of messages that yeah. started out with, you stupid faggot. Oh you, you were dressed but you as like dudes. You like faggot. dudes. You like dudes. Yeah, You're so a faggot. Yeah. And then they're like, you think you can act. You cannot act. Your scene is so bad. It's like acting oh torture. You think somebody's going to date you? And I was like, what? how does oh. this like acting? And there's like, I'd rather have sex with a tree than you. You stupid effing faggot. Blah, blah, blah. All my oh love. Oh my mom. God. But at the end of the day. Love mom. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's some pretty sexy trees out there though. I know. I if like, the knot's in the right place. We can talk about hate me all on the air. This hey, you know what I heard? I, uh, uh, my girlfriend told me that uh, she heard Jerry Dean on the radio this morning. And Jerry D said that he gets a lot of hate mail from other comics. Do you believe that? Oh no. Who does? Jerry D. He gets a lot of what? Hate, hate mail? mail. Hate mail, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty thick-skinned, that guy. And, and the way he deals with it is... um. <laughs> he takes it out on dogs. He has, a dog, <laughs> he has a dog fighting ring. He also retorts. He's like, if somebody says something, he's like, that's not true. I was making a joke. Don't be an idiot. Like, he oh, actually, yeah. Like, I get uh, somebody called me a hack the other day on Twitter, and I just retweeted it and went. Ah, I know people do that. Never people like you hear something mean and just like. But you know, I don't know who would have a, an issue that they would want to bring up with Jerry other than Teachers. people that have worked with him. Well, I or, posted really? like, hey, if you're a teacher, you know a teacher, go buy his book, and there was all these folks that were like, 
Normally, Naomi, I like what you say, but this time I do not agree with you. He has done horrible things for the teaching and you know yeah. industry. Oh, industry really? I was yeah. oh, and I was like, sorry, sake. you don't have my vote. And then there was this whole thing, and I just was like, I'm not part of this anymore. Oh my god! Yeah. Why are people so anal? I never saw this, Dave. I was talking about three lines that he, he printed and then he r- got rid of. Oh no! But right. I never saw this. You never saw that one? No. That one's quite good. Um, I'm gonna put this on my blog. Do you want me to? Uh, well, here I'll email it to you. I still have it. Yeah, yeah, just email it to me. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah. He says. Uh, you know what he doesn't say in that thing about that show? What? That he emceed. That he went so long, Roy Day had to leave. That's how unprofessional he was. And he never told the audience to quiet down once. The audience talked the whole way through the show. That's why I double fingered them because they disrespected the comedy. And the event planners didn't do anything about it. So um, my attitude is, if I go, I don't care if it's a fundraiser or not. But you treat the comics like yeah. second class citizens. And uh, Ryan Archer was there, and Rob Mayu will back this up. And uh, you treat us like second class citizens. Citizens, go fuck yourself. Where I don't have to do show? your benefit. Revival. Where's revival? Revival. Anyways. Oh, he made it sound like a, that it was in the uh, green room at uh, the Ajax Club or something. Because no. I know, that, I know that that's near him. It's a bar. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, I get out. I know where bars fuck. are. Okay. There's this thing too. Did you never see this Vanity Fair thing on Canadian humor? No, no. I didn't see this. John Wing might want to <clears> talk about that. Okay. And where's the, uh, he says some fun words about K. Trevor Wilson, too. Yeah. Um, all of us religious nutjobs and gun control lobbyists. Oh, and didn't he say something about, uh, didn't this start with, if anyone tries to make a joke about the Connecticut shooting? They can go fuck themselves, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> How do, you, how do you feel about that? I feel that you, I'm not going to tell anyone what they can and can't do. Uh, I'm not going to make a joke about it. But I think there are is material there in terms of what the media said and how those guys have come out and said the reason it happened is because God's not in schools anymore. Well, you can lo- make fun of that. Why can't you make fun of that? You're just talking about things around the actual idea mm-hmm. of the children dying. That's completely separate. If you're doing jokes of like, hey, aren't the, those kids don't have to, their parents don't have to buy them Christmas gifts anymore. They save money. Yeah, you're an asshole. And, you know, I'm still saying you have the right to say that joke. But all I'm saying is that there are jokes that you can make around it. Well, it's yeah, like 9 11. Lots of comics did jokes about 9 11. You have to yeah. face the consequences of making a joke. Gary Shanley yes. had a really funny tweet yesterday. Do you see him? He was like, maybe the NRA should get behind giving Iran a nuclear weapon. Yes, that was because, a good one. <laughs> because, but yeah. now, according to. Nuclear weapons don't kill according people. According to Darren Powell, that's, he can't do that joke. <laughs>